Holy fucking shit. Everybody in their fucking mother that just listened to that episode were screaming at their stereos, do not walk into her fucking apartment. Everybody. Or is it just me? No, like that is going off in my head too. But at the same time, I need to know what's going on. Like I had such a fucking internal battle like, don't go into this woman's apartment. You know that she's sketchy. You know that she's read the book. You know she's probably fucking off her rocker. But yet you did. <laughs> the desire to know and to understand and the curiosity of wanting to know, to get answers. Like we had this conversation earlier. I want to understand. I know that I'm not going to, but I... I want to understand. And so I had this complete internal battle of don't fucking trust her. Don't go into this apartment. But also I want to see what happens to the books. What like, and, and I saw you out of the peripheral shaking your head like, no, no, do not go in there. But do you think that Marcus would have done anything different? Oh, no, Marcus would have walked in there. So I, I think I think something that is interesting about the way we produce this show and, and the difference of it being like live streamed on Twitch or YouTube or, or, or anywhere really is that we cut out a lot of that space where you're sitting and contemplating what the decision's going to be. Because we, we do have a lot of that space. We, we cut some of that out to make it flow better. And and I I will give you props. You sat there for almost two minutes. Like, what the fuck do I do? You, I mean, you didn't say it. Kevin was just staring at you awkwardly, and we were all looking at you like, what are you going to do? So I I understand the weight of that decision. That that was a huge decision. But the the only difference that I see here is. <laughs> Ness is a lot smarter than Marcus, and Marcus is probably just fucking YOLO because he's dumb. Well, and that's why when I made the decision, it was like, okay, two steps in the apartment, you're leaving the door open so that if you need to retreat, the door's already open, you can retreat. I didn't want to go any deeper into the apartment than what I needed to, so that's why I was very calculated with saying two steps in. The door is open behind me. I did not close the door behind me. I made her back away from me. I was very, I feel like I was very Ness, very calculated in what I was doing. I wanted to know, but I was also trying to be careful. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that makes sense for Ness that she would have wanted to know, but she was also trying to put in these preventative measures to protect herself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And not with you. just 
YOLO Marcus, him jaunting into the apartment <laughs> willy nilly, like, hey, let's look at your bookshelf. You know what? Like, she. Do you have the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> yeah. Like, she. Well, that's not out yet. Yeah, that's not out yet. But she. She thought, okay, this isn't safe, but I, I need to, I need to know. I have that, that thirst of, I need to know, I need to understand, but I need to be careful too. So I think that that made sense for Ness that she didn't go very deep and she left the door open so that if she needed to turn and run, there was nothing blocking her to do that. Yeah. So I, I feel like we had a lot of, over the, the past couple of episodes, we've had a lot of character development. And um, so I, I just want to talk. I, I know you're stressed right now, and, and it, it was pretty heavy you at the end there. But it seems like Ness kind of had a shift in the way that she approaches the investigation where with Thomas Manuel, she was very aggressive in, in her questioning and very accusatory and it seems like when uh, Ness was going through the apartment she wasn't as accusatory she was a little more passive in her in, in her investigatory skill uh so what, what what's kind of the deal with that what's 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 the change so Ness never intended to kill Thomas like she was trying to wound him. She obviously didn't want him killed because she, she didn't trust that you were choking him out. So she was actually trying to help him in that moment. So she wasn't trying to cause damage in any way. And she says that in, in the, in the next episode, like she apologizes to you guys, like that was never her intention. And so her, you know, saying that she'll go back and do these interviews I think she has it kind of in the back of her head that she doesn't want another altercation. She doesn't want a, another situation to escalate the way that it did. So she's going into these interviews with these tenants being very not Ness, being very gentle, very passive, friendly, not wanting to come off as a threat because she does not want that situation to happen again. She did not want to kill someone. It happened. She hasn't quite dealt with that. Like she's kind of pushed that back and has just kept moving forward. But she doesn't want to, she, she doesn't want to leave a pile of bodies in her wake. So I, I think going into those interviews with those people, she's trying to be not Ness not six charisma she's trying she's almost acting and and pushing down that side of her and and trying to be very friendly very gentle with these people just trying to learn things and not spark any kind of altercation and i think that makes sense for the situation yeah i can see that And and i think that's happening a lot with with all of our characters that the thomas manuel situation was really kind of a a defining moment and uh jesper we see that a lot with claudia slash uh veronica as well whereas prior to the thomas man i always want to call manuals because you know as an asshole character i was calling him thomas manuals 
but Thomas Manuel um, it was kind of a traumatic experience for Veronica slash Claudia. And it seems now that she's kind of grabbing the bull by the horns in the last couple episodes. And it's just like, yeah, I, I got to do this shit. I got to get to the bottom of what's going on. Um, if not for me to find out what happened to my sister. So talk to me a little bit about that. Finding her sister is priority number one for her, but she can't help but to feel like figuring out this mystery will lead her to it because this, she believes that the letter brought her sister there to begin with, potentially. And now that she's there in the thick of it, you know, she's forming bonds with, with her two co-investigators and she doesn't want to see anything happen to them either. So she really feels united with them as a, as a front to take on this mystery now. While she, she may feel united, it seems in, in this last episode, it was almost like a, a new or last couple episodes, even a new assertiveness kind of popped over her where, uh, Two episodes ago, I don't think she would have been as inquisitive in in City Hall. I don't think she would have really pushed the boundary or really looked in. She would have got what she needed and then tried to get back by her team. And even if she went off by herself, I don't even know if, if Veronica would have went off by herself. She probably wouldn't have prior to the whole Thomas Manuel situation or prior to Marcus getting hit by the car because too many things are becoming too coincidental. Like the, uh, the homeless man with the snake, it's all tied together somehow. And she realizes that now. And in order to keep safety, she wants to, to figure it all out. Yeah. So assertive is a good way to put it. Um, she, Almost, she, I mean, at this point, she might start seeing eye to eye with Marcus about summoning the bastard. Because if that means controlling it, then maybe that is their best bet. But she'll never say that out loud quite yet. So so I think from, we've kind of talked about Ness, we talked about Veronica a little bit. So I think from Marcus's standpoint, Marcus is kind of starting to feel um, like maybe he's in over his head and that, that ego, that, that cockiness, you, you know, we don't really have the guy that's wanting to go take pictures of cooters anymore. We, we got the guy that's honestly afraid. I think kind of like shell shocked. Yeah. What he's seeing is out of the norm. Well, and everything that's happened, he has without a doubt had the worst of it. And he he has, and and I I think we could all agree on that. Ninety eight percent of that he's brought on himself, right? Like, dude, shut his mouth for five minutes. It, a lot a lot would be different. So I I I think he he's going through a change as a character from being, you know, Mike the situation to maybe a little more. Uh. Ness, Ness like a little more cold, a little more calculated about what he's doing. Do you think that Marcus is possibly 
struggling with a loss of control over his own world. Like, previously to this, you had a lot of control over your own life and over your Yeah, you took the world. pictures and set your own demands. And, and now, like, all these things are happening to you. You can't control what's happening to you. You're trying to find answers. You're coming up empty-handed. Do you think that he's struggling with not being in control of his own life at this point? Like, there's other factors that are impacting his life that he has no control over? I mean, I think that would be a pretty good assessment, right? Like like Jesper just kind of said, uh, he took the pictures, he kind of set his own world. And and we kind of saw that a little bit in, in the first few episodes. Uh, he came in really assertive and tried to almost be the leader of the team. And and I think him and Ness battled pretty pretty hard back and forth about who's got the bigger dick. Um, yep. <laughs> so that's I, still undecided. Oh well, character wise, yeah. But in this relationship, it's very much decided. <laughs> Um, but I think he, yeah, I, I think that's a struggle. That's one of the things that he's probably struggling with is things are not what they seem and things that felt safe don't feel safe anymore. So, and that, and that's kind of a transition he's going through. Um, the, this is kind of the first time that our party has split up and been in three different areas. Uh, and Kevin, it, it's got to be fairly difficult to keep all of those strings connected or on, on the whiteboard somewhere. Um, do, you, do you find it more challenging to, to do it that way? Or are, are you kind of liking the way that we have a nonlinear story kind of going here? Um, I like it. Uh, it's more challenging, but I, but I like it because I can, you know, it, it, it's a way to cause tension. I can say, I don't know if I did it so much this last episode, but like, you know, when you're about to find something scary and you don't know what's coming next, I can switch over to so-and-so and and you'd be like, damn it. I want to hear what, you know, so it, it, you know, I've done it in the past where like, you know, you're about to find something or something is about to happen. And then I get to like pop over to something and they're doing something else or like they're doing the boring parts or whatever. And, uh, the best thing you can, the best part about that is when you can tie them all together. What's what somebody is doing over here is affecting you or what have you. Um, so I, I enjoy it because it's, um, it's just kind of fun. I don't know. Whenever you see that on TV, whenever you see a, um, you know, a, a split up of a group, then you get to see like what's going on with this one during this time and what's going on with this person during this time. And then like, you know, especially like you guys intertwined, uh, you know, like you were in the same building just never came across each other. Um, I think that's interesting. Um, I kind of like it, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm picturing it like a TV show, you know, like you're walking out of a room, you're walking into a room and you guys just don't see each other. Um, you know, I think Ness would have been very surprised if she was like, Marcus, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like it. So you don't give us a whole lot of direction on how to play our characters. Actually, you don't give us any direction on how to play our characters. Every, every change that has been made has been organic. It hasn't been something that you've said, okay, now Marcus, you're going to be this way because this happens to you. It's, it's been a very organic change. 
So kind of from an outsider and then playing characters opposite us, what, what, what has it kind of been like to, to look at that development from, from that side? Because we're all internal, right? We're talking about how it feels internally to make these changes. But what, is, what does it kind of look like from you on the outside? Um, I think I always just describe this kind of stuff as like we're on a train and I'm just laying the tracks as it's rolling over the tracks that I'm laying. So it's a certain percentage, I, can, I couldn't tell you how much, of just by the seat of my pants, you guys are making changes or deciding to do something, deciding to go back to your hotel and put on all black or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm going, okay. And then I'm trying to like chess move, like, okay, what do I do next? What's going on in the next, like, you know, five moves, you know, just to, just to kind of prepare for, for anything. Um, and you know, a lot of it is, uh, I make decisions based on your, what your characters choose, but also like I have the foundation of, of the, the story, you know? So, so I'm trying to constantly like bring us back to that and make sure you guys don't like, you know, accidentally go off on a tangent that makes no sense. You know, I'm trying to like always bring you back. So, um, you know, put down the right tracks to help you, um, without making it seem like I'm doing it, you know? Um, so it's, it's just a constant battle. I think anybody who ever plays these types of games, like whoever runs them knows like, yeah, that's, that's how it is. Um, Delta green more so than like other games. Cause you're like, everything's changing minute by minute, you know, very fast changes, you know, one minute your agents like hanging out in a bar and the next they're like losing their mind in a, in a bounce house, whatever. So, <laughs> right. He's got to get like used to it and like feel comfortable, like with being like, you do that. Okay. Well then I take four seconds and I tell you that you do that or, or that this happens to you because you did that, you know, like, take that couple seconds to make that split decision. Um, it's, it's hard and it's like a constant difficulty, but it's fun when it plays out and sucks when it doesn't, <laughs> you know? Well, I was just going to say to your credit, when I was doing those interviews after the second one with Louie, we had to stop the podcast yep. because I had so much anxiety from that encounter because I did not want to let that situation escalate to be another Thomas situation. And you played that part so well where I could tell that he was escalating, that things were going to go bad if I kept pushing him. And so I I backed off and I tried to calm him and be very passive and very sweet. And so I think that that was a genuine emotional response to you and to what you were doing in that moment where I felt real anxiety and I needed to get up and walk away from the table and take a breath. Like I said, Ness needed to sit there and take a deep breath. I had to sit there and take a deep breath. Like I had to come down from that because I did not want to get into another fight. I did not want to shoot someone else. Um, And you were alone. And I was alone. I didn't have anybody else with me to help me or to back me up. 
So I, I yeah, and I, I like felt bad, you know, because I was like, well, you and I were locked I, eyes for that whole thing. Like yeah. we were sitting there staring at each other and talking to each other. Like Jesper and Troy did not exist in that in that scenario. Like you and I were locked eyes, and it it was very intense. I, uh, you know, I I felt bad, but I also like, you know, I kind of told you a little bit that I I took it as a, like a compliment to like. I elicited something from you, even though it was fucking horrible anxiety and made you nervous, but I still was like, I did that. I did something. I, I made that happen. And she got to feel like anxiety is a fear. It's not like, you know, it it is a type of fear. It can make you fearful, you know? So if my goal is to, and this is a horror game. If my goal is to like make you feel some fear, I kind of did it. Um, you know, I got Troy with the goosebumps. That felt good. That was a good one. (laughs) Last episode. Uh, episode before this one um but um you know i still feel bad you know i don't no, want you to feel like no, i don't want you and, to be like and you shouldn't feel you know, bad like but. to me to be so immersed in a in a game and in a role play and to be able to feel physically feel those emotions and I'm not just like sitting here going through the motions yeah how did you know her what you know, what was your relationship? Like, that was a very engaging role play, I felt like. Um, and to have a tabletop game make me feel like real anxiety and like, oh shit, you got to dial this in. You got to bring this back. You got to calm this situation. Like, you can't let this get out of control. That, to me, is amazing. It, 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 it's amazing. It sucks feeling that way, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, this is awesome. And I think that's a huge testament to you as a handler. If you're able to get those kind of reactions out of your players, I, I, that's a huge testament to you. And, like, hats off to you. You... Well done, sir. Well done. Well, thank you. I uh, I am known for not taking compliments well. So, um, <laughs> just make it awkward. Everybody just look at Kevin really quick. I'm going to run and jump off Troy's balcony. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate the, the what you said. That's very nice. Um, well, it's I, true. I, 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 I can feel good about how these last few episodes have gone with our role play and how, how I, I got your goosebumps and I got her anxiety. I'm just working on my wife. I just got to find her thing and like poke it you know that that's yeah, for an, that's for another podcast <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for our other podcast only uh, fans so <laughs> so it's time for next episode predictions jesper what's your prediction for the next episode well i feel like in my research i'm gonna uncover something that's just like mind-boggling or it's going to make me go insane either way and i have a feeling that the McAllister building and possibly that this new hotel that we're discovering might be the same place and we just don't know it yet that's an interesting prediction uh jet ski so because i rolled low and because my alertness is so low that bitch got the jump on me I feel like I'm in a very sticky situation to where I 
possibly could go into this bookcase. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to Vanessa next episode. <clears throat> and I'm really nervous about it. I would, I would like to think that I could get out of it. But I, I, this game, you don't know. Like, and if I go into the bookcase, do I die? Do I go into another dimension? Do I go into some depth of hell? Like, I have no idea where Vanessa is going to end up. And I'm, I'm really nervous for her right now. Very nervous for her right now. Um, as far as this hotel, Bredalbin? Not how we're saying that. I think you Redolvin. said it better than I did. Yeah. Um, I think it's like the airline ticket. I think it's a hotel in the future that you have a map to, and you're gonna need to hang on to that because I'm sure somewhere down the road we'll come across it. But I don't think that hotel has even been existed yet. So. Yeah, so I think Marcus is kind of gathering the same thing, but he's going to keep looking uh, for this hotel. There, There's a pretty pivotal word on this note um, that, that's going on with Marcus. I think a lot of our collective predictions have been that Marcus is going to be the first to go insane. I'd like to shift my prediction, and I think... Uh, Ness is going to hit her breaking point first. I think getting pushed into the wall is going to push her over the edge. And uh, I think our agents are going to have to deal with that. And I, I don't think it's going to be calm, cool, and collected. That's my prediction for the next episode. Might have a shootout. It's going to be really she difficult if, she, armed, if so. she's the only one with the guns. Yeah. Oh, I'm so... The, these brass nuts are going to be all up on you. All right, any final thoughts before we do our, our big out? Um, any final thoughts? Yeah. Um, strap in. That's all I can say. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I feel like I'm going to have to come up with a secondary character <laughs> at this point. But I love Ness as much as a bitch as she is. Like, I, I love her, and so I'm... I just want to see her through this, so. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was violently shaking my head not to walk into that fucking room, but um, your character did what, what she felt was necessary, and I'll uh, help you prepare your next character sheet. Uh, Jesper. Yes, expect the unexpected, because that's what we're having to do every single episode. Well, this has been the Doom Vision Debrief. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting our podcast. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jesper to, to give us our, our socials. And uh, make sure you tune in next week for our next episode. All right, Doomers. We've got Twitter at Doom Vision Pod. Instagram at Doom Vision Podcast. We're going to be... Taking over TikTok soon with at Doom Vision Podcast. We have a Gmail, Doom Vision Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Reddit, r slash Doom Vision. Uh, and on, if you search us on Facebook, just search up Doom Vision Podcast and you're sure to find us. And we have more coming website in the works. 
Patreon in the works. Discord. And yes, Discord is definitely going to be available. We are still deciding how we want to roll that out. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Doom Vision Debrief. Straight to DVD. Straight to DVD. We will see you next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.